Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a classic. I used to be friends with a girl called Diane Smythe. Yeah. And my pal, Johnny Lambert, his nickname was Whiskers, was going out for, for a while. And her father's name was Ron Smith, and he was a massive horse race trainer in Epsom. Yeah. And we used to get the most unbelievable tips, like unbelievable. Anyway, one year, they had a horse running in the Cesaro, which called Flash Him, okay? Yeah. And they thought that this could win. So all the boys at Barnet back there, I mean, even people that never had a bet were having like one pound on it and two pound. Anyway, it won at 28 to one, right? And we had two big camps at Barnet. We had Ricky George and we had another player called Ian Fusedale who used to work for a watch company in Farringdon, right near Farringdon Station, a Hatton Garden called Shaps Romback. Yeah. And I used, to, I used to get my watches off. So they were big gamblers. Anyway, two weeks later, there was a race running called the Manchester November Handicap, right? And I'd had a couple of quid each way double, Flash Imp, and they had a horse running in it called Only for Joe. I even remember the jockeys. Flash Imp was Terry Kane. Only for Joe was Ian Jenkins, right? Yeah. And um, all the boys had backed it. And Ian Fusedale stood to earn enough money to buy a new house. And Ricky George had, was going to have enough money to rip his whole kitchen out and build a whole new kitchen. They were desperate for this all to win. Yeah. yeah. Now, on the day, there was a... a a uh, trainer called Staff Ingham, who was also at Epsom. And I got a call from Diane to say that Staff Ingham had a horse running first time over hurdles. I'll never forget this called, and this is going back to the early 70s, right? Yes. The horse was called Legal Tender, and the jockey was Jimmy Utley. Yes. And they really fancy it. So then what I've done, I've backed Legal Tender, and I'll never forget the price as well, seven to two. And I've took 14 to 1 about only for Joe, but only for Joe originally in our bets was 18 to 1 anti post, right? So we are playing that day Kettering. Who's manager of Kettering? Ron Atkinson. Right. Right now, I can't play. I've said to the manager, Gordon Ferry, I can't play. I've got to stay at home. <laughs> so now none of the boys want to play. They've all had like 10 and 12 quids on, which was fortunes for them. None of them want to play. But Ian Fusedale and Ricky George go. When Ian Fusedale gets there, he says to Brian Ferry, I don't want to play. There's 14 players travelled, right? Ian Fusedale was our right back. He said, I don't want to play. So... Gordon Ferry said, well, we haven't got another right back. We've got two left backs. And one was called Dave Bibby. He said, well, fucking play Dave Bibby right back. He said, because I want to listen to the race on the radio. 3.35 the race was. I'll never fucking forget this. I will never, ever, ever forget it. Right? 
So they've gone to play the game. Sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it was at Nuneaton. Yeah. Sorry, it was at Nuneaton. Yeah. So they've gone to play the game at Nuneaton, and I'm watching on the telly. And the first one to run was over hurdles. Was legal tender. Had a. It was a um, a chestnut horse, huge horse with a big white sheepskin noseband. It fucking bolted up seven to two. It absolutely bolted up. Now, now I'm waiting for only for Joe. So you've got Ricky George is playing. All the boys are playing. Ian fused out in the dugout, right, with with his radio. Listen to the race at three thirty-five, and I'm at home. Anyway, I'm watching the race, and this fucking horse ain't got to mention. I swear to God, if you go and have a look, yeah, on your iPad, and you look up, only for Joe, Manchester November handicap was about 1973 or 74, right? Yep. You go and have a look at that race, and I'm telling you, Terry Kane rode it, and I'll even tell you the colours. The colours were um, like a maroon and light blue stripes, yeah? Yeah. And it's not in the fucking picture. And the commentator is commentating away, and there's the horse right there, and I'm looking, going, where's the horse? All of a sudden, he's gone. Coming down the centre of the course is Ian Jenkinson and only for Joe, and they've pulled the camera back. All of a sudden, he's coming to picture, and I'm not being anywhere because you can't see him. He's about half a length behind the horse in front. And they've gone coming inside the final furlong. It turns on, so to being joined by only for Joe. Only for Joe's gone on, has got a neck clear, has gone half a length clear, and he's won it. It's won half a length. Now, I don't know, obviously, what's happening at Nuneaton, but they tell me after the game, I get a phone call from the bar. They're in the bar after the game, because <laughs> so, obviously no mobile was in. They phone me and tell me what's happened. When it's won, he infused out as fucking scream, gone to jump out the dugout and hit his head on the fucking dugout, right? He's gone on the pitch and he's gone, yes, yes. The game, I swear to God, this is true. The game stopped. All the players are running around the fucking pit, jumping on top of each other. The referee and the other team and the supporters, two and a half thousand people at Nuneaton, no one has got a clue what's going on. And Ricky George says, with the next minute, we're all on the floor, the lot of us, rolling around, kissing and <laughs> hugging each other. I swear to God, that is true. I swear oh, to God. Fucking right? hell. Then we go training on a Tuesday night. As I walk in the dressing room, the boys to a man were cheering me. They were <laughs> clapping and cheering me. And Ian Fusedale come up. He said, this is a present from the boys. And the company that he had, Shaps Romback, they did a, a watch called a record, yeah? Yeah. And they bought me, between them, this solid gold watch, 18-carat gold watch. And they gave me it as a present for the horse that I give them. Never, ever forget that. Diane Smythe. And then um, a few weeks later... She gave us a horse called Sin Y Sin. S-I-N, then a gap, then a Y, then another gap, and then S-I-N. The boys, who had never had a bet, were having fucking 50 quid off. So you've got to remember, we, we was only on like 10, 12 quid a week. Right? And they were having 50s and 60s. 
themselves in, in the process of buying the new. <coughs> Ricky George is in the process of having all of his his um redone, and they're all getting estimates and fucking whatever, and they've backed it. They've all put in so much money. I thought, please let this win. Please let it win. It fucking bolted up. This Terry Kane rode it. It absolutely bolted up. And about a week later, my pal, Johnny Lambert, his nickname was Whiskers, he packed her up, Diane Smythe. They had a row. And we never never got another fucking horse. We <laughs> <laughs> never got another horse. I swear to you, that's true. Johnny Lambert, Whiskers, his nickname was. And they tell me, still alive, about, well, about four or five years ago, someone said to me, do you know a fella called John Lambert? I said, well, there was a fella called John Lambert who died, and he had a son called John Lambert who had a nickname, Whiskers, and this bloke went, oh, my God, Whiskers, he was talking about you the other day. I went, is he still alive? And they went, alive? Yeah, he's got a car showroom in East Ham, and he could not stop talking about you. How unbelievable is that? I mean, that is like, unbelievable. Some of the things, honestly, some of the things that have happened to me, even my daughter said, Dad, things have happened to you that if you didn't know they were real, you'd say they're even too much to put in a story, you know? powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com. 